0: Hey guys, this is Sid Ecad with WKNC, your favorite student run school podcast off the record. And I'm here today with
1: Saturn, Alias, Alex, Luca, Rayna.
0: Right. Uh, so, can you guys just kind of uh, tell me about yourselves and like all the different stuff you guys are doing with 47 uh, Eyes on Me and then your own work and some of the stuff that's come out recently?
1: For those of you who don't know, 47 Eyes on Me is a record label and collective made by Joey Zen. That is Joey Zen. He's a rapper. I helped co-found the record label with him. And um, we, uh, we have a lot of artists from around the Raleigh area and generally in North Carolina right now. And we make a lot of music that spans many genres. Um, One of those genres is our hardcore shoegaze band, Saturnalias. I write all the music for that, and um, here with me is my guitarist, Luca, and my lead vocalist, Raina Phillips. They also do their own music as well, and they can tell you a bit about that right now. (laughs)
2: Yeah, so my name is Luca Moreno. I'm from Venezuela. I moved here almost a year ago. Wait, actually, I think a little bit over a year ago. And I joined 47 Eyes on Me by starting playing with, started playing with Alex. Um, And then in March of this year, Isa, the drummer for Saturn Alias, and me, uh, we started our own project. It's called Stan and Dengue. And our style is very different from Saturnalius. It is the same members in the band. So it's, it's very interesting. Our style could be described as a reggae, funk, Latin-inspired band. We also play a lot of indie rock. And we would sometimes do covers, but our main focus is in original music. And our influences are very, very broad, too.
0: Awesome, yeah.
3: Um, I'm Raina Phillips. Uh, I'm the lead vocals for Alex, although that might be questionable. We share that responsibility pretty well. Um, And I do backup vocals for Sandy Denki. but I joined 47 Eyes on Me in February. Yeah, I think February. Um, And Joey, our founder, he recruited me through, um, we've known each other for years. We met in Spanish class our freshman year. So it's been a long time coming being part of his project. Um, (gasps) Don't have any music of my own out right now, but Spending a lot of time with these guys and uh, just working on band stuff—it's been really awesome.
0: That's great to hear. Great to hear this. So we're gonna kind of uh, dive into this, and okay. the f- the first uh, questions that I want to kind of go over are like: Yesterday, uh, you had a show Were you guys uh, there as well, or yes. yeah, we were all there. Yeah, yeah, we all played. Yesterday, you guys had a show at Pinhook, I believe. And uh, how did that go? Was that how did it go? Like, what were the vibes
1: like? That show was one of our smaller shows, but at one of the biggest venues we've played at so far. And it combined to be very, very fun. Um, we got along with the other bands that played with us very well. We kind of just instantly hit it off, and we loved how everyone sounded. We, uh, there was probably only like 20 people, and we still mosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so shout out to the band Day and Dream from Asheville. And Tiger Beach from Raleigh, who a lot of you may have heard of. Uh, It was very fun. Everything sounded pretty good because they they have a very high-fidelity setup over there in downtown Durham. Pinhook. Uh,
0: What can you guys kind of, like, speak on about that show and, like, how everything kind of went?
2: It was probably one of our best-sounding shows, honestly. Yeah,
3: for real. It was
2: a really good show for us. The mixing was really good, and that's something that needs to be done very... We need a really good mix in order to sound at our best potential since there's a lot of interesting and different musical elements. like We have a very
1: unorthodox setup in terms of how we arrange our sounds and stuff. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. we
2: use interesting pedals and like amps and mixes, and there's a lot of things going on. Even the, yeah. even the vocals. Alex runs some very, very heavy effects on his vocals, and it sounds really good, but uh, thankfully the Pinhook has that yeah. great of a system and sound guy, so yeah. mm-hmm. we're able to sound
0: really good. Yesterday. Oh, that's great. That's great yeah. to hear. I really wish I uh, pulled through yesterday. I was really, I was looking forward to it, but I think a bunch of last minute stuff came up. But it would have been really nice to take yeah, a look. Yeah, it's a little
2: far away. That's it's
3: Tuesday night, do. man. What yeah. are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, kind of moving in, uh, kind of talking about your most recent LP, your self titled. Uh, I kind of, uh, it was really like shocking to me because I think listening to a lot of different artists. From around here, they primarily root themselves in R and B and rap, but like you, kind of blur that line a lot, especially. And you f- pick your own sounds. And so, how did you kind of tap into that kind of sound, especially after doubling down from your last LP as well?
1: So yeah, I don't really, <clears throat> I don't really make rap music. so it yeah. <laughs> yeah. was never really going to happen. But I do enjoy producing for fun. Um, and so, each album I've done, I. Yeah, I was just like, you know what, just for fun, I'm going to have, because like, I'm in a predominantly hip-hop record label, and like, we'll do it, we'll throw a rap song on there that can somewhat blend with everything else. Um, but, so, it's very atmospheric stuff. Um, it's primarily rooted in, like, doing crazy stuff with, like, delay sound effects and very high reverb. Um, I mean, that's basically the key to it. Um, I use Ableton uh my music production skills and like work rate kind of just skyrocketed when i bought ableton about a year ago right before i made planet philistine and um yeah i, w- I would just my, my my songwriting process is i just am in my room with a focus right and in Akai mpd and my guitar and my bass and sometimes <laughs> drums and i just <laughs> I just have you banging out songs. Yeah,
2: another really important thing about your sound is the tuning and the guitarist. Yeah, yeah.
1: Different alternate
2: tunings. Yes. It changes. We use maybe like three or four alternate tunings yeah. when for the last set that we played, for example, yesterday. Yeah. And that changes everything.
0: Yeah. And it, is it like a very tangible notice, or do you think it's like very subtle? And do you think like people who are more instrumentally They notice. They notice? Yeah. They don't even yeah, I don't even think
1: someone who like plays I mean, like, people who don't play music can probably notice how different it sounds, especially compared to, like, I'm glad you brought up, like, stuff that sounds, like, from this area, because most bands are, yeah, like, hip-hop and R&B and stuff, but most rock bands are also, like, very rooted in, like, blues and bluegrass and that stuff here. Um, And that's not really my cultural ground, so... (laughs) I've been... Like, part of why I um, release my music and stuff is because I'd like to kind of create a community around stuff that's not just that, or around this area, so. Yeah, that's
0: good to hear. I mean, uh, I think just, like, conveying your background and, like, really, like, putting a part of yourself in that music is, like, integral to creating anything, honestly. So it's really good that you are emphasizing that in your music and you're not trying to stray away from that too much. So... The first part, I'm going to definitely like try to dissect parts of this album for sure, but I think one of the main things that, and I can definitely apply that to a lot of your single covers and your Planet Philistine covers, this cover art's really stunning. It's really great. Uh, yeah, is is there like any meaning behind it? Did you make it yourself?
1: Yeah, I, so, um, I make all my own cover art. Um, that's just how I like to do it because I um, I like making collages and stuff. And so obviously that one's a collage. Uh as to if there's any meaning, um, the centerpiece of the of the collage is a statue in Japan called the Sendai Daikanu. I did not pronounce that very well, but I think that's what it's called. Um, I can go into like, oh, what is this, blah, blah, blah. You can just look it up. Sendai Daikanu. But basically I'm just a big fan of like Eastern philosophy and thought and that's just kind of a theme sometimes with my lyrics. So that's why that was like the centerpiece of the collage. And the rest was just kind of stuff that I thought was aesthetically pleasing. I know there's like <laughs> a lot of snow in the cover art. I'm from New York, and it used to just be snowy all the time over there, upstate New York. That's a, that's,
0: that's great to hear. No, it's yeah. like I definitely like was just like that really popped out to me like the first time I like yeah. Looked through it and like the day it came out i like looked through it and i was like oh my gosh this is like very like this is like really stunning because it's not like simplistic it's more in your face and i like you don't see that too often because i think a lot of people yeah, hide i really behind. appreciate it. yeah because i do
1: put some thought into the the cover art for sure i don't really talk about it much but
0: yeah yeah that was that was great to that's awesome yeah and so kind of moving into the sound uh what were like these recording sessions like because i could really feel like There was a lot of emotion and like a part as we kind of talked about a part of yourself that was into it so uh what would you say like what were those sessions like other than like did you go like beyond your room sometimes and like record in other people's houses
1: or like no uh (laughs) it was all of the recording i've done for both albums has been done in a premium adhd fashion uh I just pick a day where I have enough time about, like, at least eight hours to just sit down for at least eight hours straight and just record in my room. And probably about 80% of my songs I make up just at my desk, like, yeah, and then I'll spend, like, four or five hours just finishing it. Um, The last two songs I made for the last album, uh, Appetite for Distraction, and then also the song called You Have 30 Minutes to Make a Song. Uh, I made both of those songs in four hours the night that I put it through DistroKid to get released on Spotify because I was like, I need two more songs. So it's it's very ADHD. Like, I'll just go, like, a week or two without doing anything.
2: You know what's really funny is that we're in this band and we spend time with him and we play all of your shows, but I've never heard this. This <laughs> part of the story—it's yeah, very uh, interesting. I, I don't
1: like tell anybody about this stuff because I just like. But that's great. Like <laughs> yeah. it's
2: a very that's cool impressive. story. So yeah, now you know. Thank now
3: you. the last twenty percent of the time that he's recording, he does leave his room to go into the living room, and that's when I go to record <laughs> my vocals.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> I I do invite Reina over to record a lot, and. That is also kind of an ADHD fashion because we got to pick a time where we, where we can sit down for at least an
3: hour. No, it's not that bad. You don't, you give me at least two hours heads up.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's not, it's not time, terrible. She comes in, she does a fantastic job.
2: And you do record drums at the Milky Way, which is yes. our rehearsal space. Our drums are
1: recorded a mixture of live and program.
0: Yeah, No, they do sound, like, very industrial. Like that explains a lot, but especially when you're listening to it. One of the tracks that I actually mentioned here that really stood out to me because it was very, like, dramatically different from, like, the rest of the track list was Retired because it feels very, like, driven. It's not, like, very... It's The other songs, I wouldn't say are lax, but they're, like, very, like, free-flowing. They all flow into each other, but then, like, randomly in the middle of the track listing, and you have Retired and it just hits you. And, like, that... Because that's literally how my experience was when I was listening. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, what was... Is that kind of... What you were trying to emphasize with that track as well like the industrial feel yeah
1: i don't know uh i made retired probably that was actually i think the first song of the second album i actually ever made so that probably explains why there's such a distinction between the way that that one sounds compared to the rest i made retired last february i believe as a single Uh, and then i re-recorded it last summer um which is why there are two different versions on you know streaming platforms I don't know uh, why it sounds so different, honestly. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I know it has its own distinct tuning that I put it in. Uh, that's D-A-D-F-sharp, B-F-sharp. For F-sharp, the nerds. Head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Couldn't tell you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it's, it's great. Sometimes it's, it's just very like... fun
0: to play live. Yeah.
1: Very, very fun to play yeah. so, live. What's the
3: first song that I recorded with you? Yes. At all. Yes.
2: Yeah. And for that song, I don't really play. I just really enjoy to dance to that one. He's
3: leading the mosh pit. Yes. Yeah. That's perfect.
2: Exactly. (laughs) that's the one song that I just go down to the stage Mm. and
0: just scream. Just want to join everybody. (laughs) Yeah. We're each
3: other's biggest biggest fans.
0: That's That's great. That's great. You want to have like a bunch of really great peers that are just like around you that want to like support you, support each other, especially people that are like as creatively focused as you are. I think that's awesome. It's
1: a very tight knit community. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: great to have. I that's awesome. And then kind of uh moving into like the meaning of the album, uh we kind of touched on this briefly, but like what is the intended narrative of this album? Like how does it kind of build upon like Planet Philistine and just what does it say kind of about you?
1: So, Planet Philistine was basically lyrically just a, like most of the songs were just like stories about like a certain day that I had and like maybe that Like a day that I had that stood out to me, or something like that, and it was pretty lame stuff, like nothing too crazy that I wrote about, and it was a lot about also like, um, you know, like ever since I've moved to Raleigh, I haven't like it's not been like my favorite (laughs) stuff. So a lot of wow,
3: tell them how you really
1: kind of cultural misplacement with like living in Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, but I think I write about a lot more meaningful stuff, I guess, in the second album. Um, I think what I wrote about was the things that I actually want to write about in this latest album, which is just things about, like, I don't know, my philosophical viewpoint on, like, life and stuff, as well as, like, you know, I have songs that are just railing on <laughs> <laughs> So as, like, it kind be, of as it knows, should but, be, as it should be. Like, a lot of stuff is about, like, yeah, like I said, like, I'm a big fan of Eastern philosophy. I'm, it's 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 like very optimistic nihilism. That's, a, that's an interesting kind of, way to put a very it. Nihilistic person, but I'm also kind of optimistic, so yeah. I, I try to reflect that in the sound as well.
0: I definitely could uh, see that because it definitely like the what we kind of talked about about like the changes in narrative throughout the track list as mm-hmm. you're going along, but like by the end you kind of reach this like very lukewarm, melancholy feeling, which is really uh, which I definitely like can see that. In the way the album and it kinda goes into the way it's like ordered because I was gonna say there's a lot of really great transitions between each track. Ibuprofen w- was a song that I enjoyed like as a single, but then the transition into pronounce this uh correct me if I pronounce this wrong, Holly Golly Bitch, right? Yes, Haligali yes. bitch. Th- that like I had to like realize that like <laughs> I moved about, into a different song.
2: Tell them about the influence and what where do you got that uh, from? Mm-hmm. that's yes. really so that's funny. That's a good song. Yeah.
1: By a band
2: ourselves alex i showed him this band and he hated it for some reason it's my favorite band in the entire history of my life they released this album and mostly almost all the songs are like connected and they just flow through perfectly it's a live album they transition the same way exactly so So when i heard that for the first time i was like wow he really just did
0: that and I, it sounds so good live too. It sounds, it sounds great. Like I, it was seamless. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is like totally. Mm. And you wouldn't get that from listening to the single. So like, exactly. you like, I would never have assumed like, oh, this is gonna flow into another song. But then it does, and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's the Parcells album. I was like, this kind of sucks, but these transitions are insane, <laughs> and it goes from one song to the next in the blink of an eye. And I was like, I wonder how you do that. And so I was like, oh, you must do blah, blah, blah on, like, Ableton, blah. And so I figured it out pretty quickly, and then I was like, yeah, I'll I'll just do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was that, like, uh, always the plan, or was it, like, kind of just happened upon? I
1: was, was like, re-recording ibuprofen, and then I started playing around with some chords that were in the same key. And that's when I was like, okay, this is good enough to be a whole new song. And I was like, okay, this is just going to be the second song. Oh, that's great, yeah. And that's how we play it live now. We just basically play it all like it's
0: one song. Oh, that's that's awesome! So it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like a set almost. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's great to see. Yeah. Yeah, So, kind of moving into more tracks that I really enjoy, and this can kind of apply to you now. Is uh, I noticed like a lot of the background vocals on tracks like "Floater" as well as "Some Nights," and like, and then you also have like I wouldn't say a posse cut almost towards the like in "Some Nights" where it's just like people rapping. Mm -hmm and singing all over the song. And it's like, what is it like to hear, like, other artists sing on your instruments and your instrumentals? Like, how does it feel? I don't know. It's
1: very weird. Like, sometimes, I'm going to, like, be totally honest. Like, sometimes I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, oh, this is terrible. And then, like, (laughs) I'll listen to it, like, a few more times, and I'm like, okay, no, this is actually really good. Which is, that was my response to when we recorded Sun nights. I was like okay, this is like, okay. But then I listened to it a few more times and I was like, this is very good. And so like, yeah, Joey can tell you I was like, Joey, I need you to redo some parts. But then I was like, actually, psych. Um, But that's more something. I had the three cousins do that. That's Joey and his his cousin, JRC. um, And Dominic, his rapper name is Finesse the Phantom. I had those three on there. I actually don't do any vocals on there, but no that's, that's their too. style though whenever they make a song the three of them it's like they're all like it's it's very organized but it sounds like very disorganized they'll have yeah. like some guy talking while one of them's singing but and it's very interesting <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it flows but there's like
0: some comfort in that like there's like yeah in, like yeah, some yeah. chaos I mean, right? they can just make that work seamlessly over
1: like my instrumentals is it's, it's the main reason why like i've been able to collaborate so much with joey and the other rappers sometimes um forty seven eyes on me. Yeah,
0: that's that's great to hear. Yeah, no, I can definitely imagine that is like a little bit surreal, kinda of like stepping back for a second and letting other people like kind of like pick their like path. Do you let them like pick their own path like on their beats? Yeah, I, I didn't
1: tell them to do anything <laughs> in specific when I gave the instrumental to them. But also that wasn't entirely produced by me. That was actually a lot of the production was JRC. I just did the melody and stuff and we had this guy go crazy on the keys, uh, Colton Hurley. Uh, he's a jazz pianist. Um, but yeah. It I, I, ha, I actually... Ha, I really don't have that much experience with giving my music to other people and seeing what they do with it. That's like a pretty pretty rare example. But I think we'll see more of that in the future. I'm starting to do that with them a
0: lot. Yep. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And if there was like... Are there any artists like... Around like locally, maybe in 47 Eyes and outside like... That you would want to like collaborate with...
1: I collaborate a lot with Kada. Already, I've made two songs with him, and uh, I don't know what it is, but um, my style of music just seems to blend very well with his his rapping. Um, So I'm probably going to do that more in the future, but um, I know I want to maybe collaborate a little bit with Joey's cousin, Dominic, because he likes hardcore music as well.
0: But I also definitely want to...
1: Just keep writing my own stuff and then maybe find people from like, I don't know, out of state, like that do crazy stuff yeah. someday. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, so like, I
0: feel like there's like still so much more to explore, like even within this circle sure, before yeah. even like moving out. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so kind of moving back into the album. So I noticed that you wrote most of the lyrics with uh, Raina as well. Like there's a few songs where she has like se- like separate credits as well. And on, uh, especially on Silhouette and Retired. So, like, what's, like, that, like, feeling of, like, working off each other and, like, writing these lyrics? Like, do you guys, like, ever, like, come into, like, creative, like, disagreements? Or do you, does it, like, kind of, like, flow well together pretty
3: well? Honestly. Uh, I you with, like, singing. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Don't I, it's right. said, I don't think, no, on this album. So, for this album, he pretty much just gave me the song It was like, Sing it like I sing it. And sometimes I was like, all right, fine. And sometimes I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to do that.
1: Yeah, sometimes sometimes I ask Raina to do her own thing, and she does very well with
3: that. Thanks, bro. There's uh,
1: there's this song I wrote, 100K Marathon. Uh, I very much regret not having her on there because we do it live with her, and it sounds so much better. It's true. But yes, I I wrote all the lyrics. I'm sorry if I miscommunicated that in the credits, but that was just me crediting her singing in there but oh, i have been
3: good, yeah. writing my own music yes, she does recently yeah though, um, in preparation for hopefully once school lightens up a little bit to put out my own music so that will be something that we have more time to work yeah. on together in the future um, just for this album we were on a time crunch yeah yeah
1: i think i think there's a lot of potential to for us to collaborate with each other, though, like you're saying, because I've read her lyrics before and they're very, like, they seem like they're very stream of consciousness, kind of like mine, so.
3: Yeah.
0: The stream of consciousness is, like, that seems to be, like, a very, like, str- like people are emphasizing that more than ever, especially with a lot of, like, oh, female yeah. vocalists nowadays. <clears throat> like, you can see, like, a okay, random example, but, like, Taylor Swift is becoming a lot more self reflective mm-hmm. uh, You have, like, Phoebe Bridgers, Mitski, all these <clears throat> people. And yeah. so it's, like, would you say that, like, those people, like, that makes you feel a lot more comfortable kind of, like, putting this out there because you feel like that's like starting to become a bit more like emphasized in like the modern culture.
3: Too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I don't think I would have ever had the confidence to release music at all if I hadn't started playing with Alex. Yeah. Um, like my style has become much more like dissonant, shoegazy just because I'm surrounded by it all the time. But um, when I'm thinking of female artists, that have a stream of consciousness that way. I think of Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, like some great um, sort of yeah. background indie vocalists even like Fiona Apple Kate Bush yeah. like those are the oh, people that I take a lot of inspiration from and the way that they talk about their feelings um, so yeah that's a skill that I'm working on refining and Alex has helped me a lot with that for sure that's
0: awesome yeah I look forward to seeing whatever you put out I'm real, I'll definitely be like Thanks. first to like take it out yeah for Thanks.
3: sure I think of it as cool
0: girl alt <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of room for cool girl alt And then, uh, so, kind of, this is going to be kind of more of a question for all the instrumentalists. It also can uh, help for, like, the vocalists, but it's, like... That's uh, all right. I can be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, like, when did you guys realize you guys were tuned to, like, the instruments you guys were playing or, like, even, like, vocalizing, singing? Like, when did you guys realize that, like, this was like, my true calling? Like, what is... Like, this really came to me.
2: Like, Like when I found that guitar was my thing or something like that? Yeah. Well, I started playing guitar. I don't really remember why I wanted to start playing guitar. I remember I was really into John Frusciante and Slash when I was a kid. So I got my first guitar 13 years ago. It was a very, very bad little toy. But I've just been playing ever since. And I did do some lessons. And probably around three years ago, I picked it up again. Because I was slacking with school and high school, whatever. I really didn't put much time into that. And I wasn't really... There wasn't really a big community... This was back in Venezuela, by the way. There wasn't really a big community to jam or to perform with, to form a yeah. band. That does not exist there, sadly. But... So, I picked it up almost three years ago. Just started playing by myself, like a lot of people do here. And when I moved here and I found these guys, it's it all just exploded again, you know? I re this true passion, and my playing has improved. I was really bad three years ago. <laughs> my playing has improved a lot since. Yeah. And... I also play drums and I've also started to sing with Stan and Dengue. It's probably probably been singing for like a couple months
1: maybe. Yeah. yeah Well I mean I've been playing a ton of different instruments for a really long time basically for the last like just on average I've played a lot of stuff for the last like eight years at least. Um, guitar and drums look more like 10. But I grew up playing uh, piano like a proper Asian kid. Um,
0: Same here. <laughs> did
1: some experimentation with violin, um, but yeah, I, I ultimately uh, wanted to be an uh, American rock star, and so yeah, I was like, <laughs> that, uh, I, I, had, <laughs> I, was, I wanted to like be in a band and like make my own music since I was like twelve. Very badly. And I I have a very similar kind of uh, experience with that to Luca. Like, nobody in my school, like, really played anything. And, like, they all kind of had the same very not-out-there music taste and stuff. And so I was like, ugh. And there's just no opportunities. And so it wasn't until—that's why it wasn't until I went to college that this stuff really started happening. And it happened very fast. So that's that just goes to show how productive uh, having a com- like a community of people that are music enjoyers can go. I mean it's ex- mm-hmm. you know it's it's crazy. It feels great. Yeah. It feels amazing. We we started this record label basically like two two years ago, but like we haven't really started doing anything until about like a year year and a half ago and it's like we're doing shows all the time and we know lots of people and we can talk to them about that stuff. So it goes a long way, and so I think it's very important that people, like, support their musical, like, institutions and stuff, because um, it's kind of rare around here. So. Oh, yeah, totally,
0: for sure. I It's great that, like, you're fighting, like, so it's kind of like you guys all kind of brought it out of each other to, like, push you guys, like, to, like, the next level almost. That's yeah.
3: yeah. true. All of a sudden, we had, like, a purpose, and being musicians it wasn't just like oh yeah this is something that i kind of do in my bedroom quietly yeah Yeah. like it was like okay i'm surrounded by a group of people that are like equally as motivated to make something new and exciting and interesting it all grew
2: from something really small like when i moved here i started playing with isa at restaurants with lister he is an artist from venezuela too and he just makes a couple covers in latin music just very relaxed well, and that's how we started, you know, yeah. playing at restaurants, and now it's grown into this. So, like, it's we're not something that, yeah.
3: yeah now we're that's what. Yes, yeah, that's what I was going to say. In front
2: of <laughs> a thousand people in a couple weeks—that's crazy. That's going to be insane. Not trying to flex, guys. I'm just trying to say this is how far you
1: can go if you just spend some time on the side. On
3: YouTube. it's just true if you're willing to make 15 cents an hour yeah. for the amount of work that you do. Yeah. About.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just kind of uh, also, how did you kind of like fi- realize that like you liked, like you love singing, and like this is something you want to like take to yeah, the next level? Yeah, sure.
3: So I come from a classical background. I was an art performer in middle school and high school. Um, my sophomore year of high school, I was adjudicated by the state board and ranked superior, which was like a big deal Ooh. for my choral department. Um, yeah, my name is on a plaque somewhere forever. I don't know where I to tell you, but it's somewhere in some government building. Um, And that was great. You know, it was constant musical enrichment. Um, I did make some good friends in that environment, but I had never played in a band before. And this situation, I was just sort of like thrown into all of a sudden. Joey asked me to Help him sing backups for one of his songs, and then I met Alex at some point. He and I were taking the same jazz class, actually. So at some point, once I started helping Joey out, I met Alex, and he was like, "You should just try. Like here, just have one of my songs and go, go sing it to your heart's huh? content." Retired? That was that was Planet Philistine. Wow. That was Planet oh, Phileasine. Yeah, great song. Um, that was the original saturn alias song that i helped out with and then i yeah. showed up to rehearsal one day and i did it and alex kind of looked at me and he was like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. that was kind of good like super skeptical
2: <laughs> it really, it's really funny that you say it was plant first scene because for us it was also for me and isa when we yeah. joined it was also plant first scene we didn't even know mind. what we were gonna do yeah. we just met these guys and they're like yeah so we got this show in greensboro and like <laughs> a couple of weeks do you want to play with us and we're like yeah sure i didn't even know what shoegaze was until i played it with alex <laughs> and now i'm a fan you know <laughs> so if
3: anyone's looking for the sound that defines saturn alias start with planet philistine be that's a yeah that's our route but i sort of i realized that i needed to find a way to make music my life the first concert i went to i was 10 it was kelly clarkson Ooh. she <laughs> was so awesome i mean so awesome american idol does not do her justice at all um So I left there, and I looked at my mom in tears. I remember this, like, vividly, and I was like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I was talking about Kelly Clarkson, you know. (laughs) Now I've seen, I saw this year, I saw Tame Impala live. I saw Beach House live.
2: Home Shake.
3: Well, I saw Home Shake live, yeah. (laughs) So I've been to some really great shows, and by constantly on the weekends that I'm not playing, I'm seeing. So there's always some sort of, like, that's a cool sound. I like that. Let me take inspiration from that. Or, this is a cool person I just met who wants me to help them on their project. Why not? So, I'm finding all of these thresholds now where like music isn't just, you know, yeah, I think a far of off dream. It's like this is something that I can start climbing the stairs towards now. And it's, it's only because I met these guys. Yeah.
0: Like right in front of your eyes, it's tangible now. That's exactly. crazy. It yeah. Is,
1: it is crazy. Yeah. yeah I want to kind of just stress like, I don't want to overdo this question, but I really want to stress. We did not know, like, anyone. Like, I don't have connections to anyone. No Like, one now does. I do. But, like, I had to do so much, like, just reaching out to people. And we still do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still do have to do that all the time. But, like, I remember there was one night I sent probably 60 emails to, like, just music websites and venues and all this stuff. Probably, like, one of them responded. So, keep grinding. It's really about, like, releasing music. You have to make...
3: Well, about release, it's about releasing music and also kind of being annoyingly extroverted.
0: That is yeah. Important. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: It is. No one's going to go looking for you.
3: No, for real. Ever. You cannot no be afraid to just up. walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, I know who you are and I like what you do. Let's yeah, talk about it."
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's It's yeah.
0: yeah. And that can be really intimidating to some people, so like building that skill like on top of like already having musical skills. Like, I can't even imagine like the type yeah. of like transitions you guys are going through like life-wise with this music yeah it's insane
2: mm-hmm. i can only say it's good it's been good for me yeah, yeah. i was not awesome. really extroverted when i moved in here at first but now that as you said like by having music as a tool to make connections and by wanting to reach out to s- express all these things it's helped me a lot so i think it's only a good thing really.
0: yeah that's that's awesome i'm really glad to hear this like it's great just like kind of saying i can't wait to see where you guys go from here uh, so kind of also you guys mentioned like some inspirations, but, uh, so I kind of want to go in, like, who are like some artists you guys really look up to? I've like looked through your artist playlist a few times and saw, so, uh, King Cruel definitely came to mind when I was listening to your music a lot. And, uh, that's, a, I love him. He's awesome. So if you guys kind of want to go into some of the inspirations yeah. for you.
1: People always hit me with the King Cruel. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I have spent an unhealthy amount of minutes listening to that guy, but to be honest, I really don't listen to him that much anymore. I mean, every now and then. But he's definitely nowhere near my main inspiration at the moment. Um, he used to be a big one, but... Um, my favorite band is Spirit of the Beehive. You can probably, if you listen to this band, you will probably be like, ah, that, yeah, that's you're definitely inspired. By <laughs> so... <laughs> I also really like uh, this band from the 90s called The Swirlies. Um, And I just like a lot of experimental and hardcore stuff. I really like the Deftones. Um, Shout out to They Are Getting a Body of Water. or Tagabo. The acronym is Tagabo. Shout out to Douglas Dolgarian from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I met him playing a show in Cat's Cradle. That guy is a huge inspiration to me. Um and he's only still on the come up too. Um, but he has some very good stuff. He had an album that just came out, I believe, yesterday or the day before. So they are getting a body of water. The swirlies. <laughs> Spirit of the Beehive. Yeah, I can go on for a long time. I'm not trying to like kill a bunch of time though. But if I come up with more I'll just interrupt. One <laughs> sure. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, so we have a lot like Stan and Dengue and me personally have a lot of inspirations I could start with like the typical Red Hot Chili Peppers Um, Strokes a lot and then you go into more of the weird stuff which would be like for example um, L'Imperatrice I love French music but L'Imperatrice Daft Punk very funky very organic Um, Parcels as I've mentioned it's one of my favorite bands of all time their sound is just They were, um, so Daft Punk found these guys in Australia, five guys, and basically taught them everything.
1: So it's,
2: this, people don't know this, but parcels are the effect of Daft Punk. And we all know what happened with Daft Punk. Like, I think it was a year ago when they just posted this video of them exploding. It was amazing. And now Parcels is on the rise. I saw them live. It was the best day of my life. And one of the biggest... Probably the biggest influence for Stan and Dengue right now and for me... Is a Venezuelan band called Rawayana. These guys do... They started with a lot of Latin reggae... But their sound has just... evolutioned into this crazy just... Like... It's very organic. They're really I, like
1: carrying the music scene in Venezuela. Yes, it's they, they actually are.
2: It's It's insane. Like their latest album... It's called Cuando los Acefalos predominan. I cannot pronounce that for some reason. It was released last year and it's amazing. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Their also style. Shout out
1: to Zeta from Venezuela. That is true. Hardcore band. Um, also carrying the Venezuelan Alice name. Sound neon Indian. Palm standing on the corner. Is this just you Thinking cor- of oh. more
3: inspirations.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love standing on the corner. He does a lot just of great production. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 big great. great. Um. Production. Yeah. And
2: yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Well, you got, I mean, Bob Marley. huge oh. Bob Marley's always... But, Bob, like, oh, his musical elements a well. We are... <laughs> Delta Sleep is so good. <laughs> Alex got me into Delta Sleep. I didn't even know what, what yeah. math rock oh, was.
1: I'm so sorry. One more. <laughs> uh okay. can oh, you it's, it's a band called Pretend. Yeah. Pretend. They make, like, one record every, like, five years. They're from, like, somewhere in Western oh. California. And it's... Is that also math rock? It's like a math rock jazz fusion type thing. And they're, they're amazing. Please look up pretend.
2: Uh, I'm also going to mention home shake. That's a shake for me. Now Raina shoot.
3: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So I listen to anything and everything pretty much. Um, my inspirations for my musical style. That's like what I mentioned earlier, mostly Julian Baker, uh, beach fossils. Huge for me. Love beach fossils. Um, Beach House is another great one. I know that's those are the only two beach names. I promise it's not a theme. Um, but outside of my genre, I love SZA. One of my favorite artists in the world. When's I probably like if someone truly was like, you have three seconds to recite all of the words off of any song. I'm just gonna hit shuffle on an album. It would be control for sure. Um, and. Stevie Nicks is my idol. If I could be anyone else in the world, and I'm pretty okay being myself. Like, I'm comfortable being myself. But if I could be anyone else, God, it would be her. She's insane. And Fleetwood Mac is crazy. The way that they changed the face of rock and made it so much more digestible for the public, which I feel like wasn't really super introduced by, like, the hair bands. Like, you sort of had to feel like a little bit of an outcast to understand rock. And they sort of changed that perspective in my mind. mainstream. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: exactly. And made it, made rock a genre where it's like your parents like it, your grandparents like it, your kids like it, instead of just, oh, all these weird, crazy teenagers just obsessed with this metal sound. No, it wasn't that. It was, you know, something digestible for a more
1: broad public. audience, a more Christian, (laughs) wholesome audience.
3: Yeah, I was trying to avoid (laughs) saying that, Um, but I'll let you have that one. You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just... Plenty of influences that I could think of, but those are the biggest. Steve Nicks and says I'll give it up for them. Yeah.
0: I need to get more into Fleetmore, Fleetwood Mac. I never thought about them in terms of like a transitional era in terms of rock. I'm still mm. pretty like new to rock. So that's, that's actually really interesting. I'll definitely think about that. Yeah. As for the rest, I need to like put these all on a list somewhere because these all sound like yeah, fantastic. Most, yeah.
2: most of the names are really small, which yeah. is good because that means you can go to their shows when they're small. And those are the best shows Exactly. Yeah. We're it's looking for $30
3: ones. tickets or less. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I saw, yeah.
2: I saw parcels, front row, center. The next day, they made a post. I'm in all of the pictures. In the front, screaming. <laughs> <little bit>. <laughs> out there repping. Parcels, out there reppin'. Asheville. 2022, yeah. March, I don't even remember
0: was That's awesome. Yeah, no, these are... I'm definitely putting all these on my list. I had a... Uh, I've had my eye on beach fossils for some time, but, like, I never wanted... I wanted like... The way I listen to music, it's like I want to wait. I want to like get into like all the foundational texts and then mm-hmm. get into the deeper stuff. So I was just like getting. I get yeah. in my own way all the time before like getting into the conversation. So the
3: best way to fix that is just set yourself up. We only got a couple months left of the year, so it's the perfect yeah. time to do this. Set yourself up for an album a day. Literally, album a day, yeah. Yeah, just make a list way ahead of time. It's very hard to do. I was not successful this year, um, but it did. I probably listened to at least. 20 albums a month and I'll just listen to it top down because I'm personally I don't know about you guys but I believe the artists arrange their albums in that That's
0: way for a reason
3: it's, it's for strange. a reason so if you're gonna listen to an album for the first time you gotta start from scratch you gotta start from the top Yeah, do it that way
2: I started yeah. doing that not too long ago where I if I really like a song that is just a single I don't really know this artist I just listen to the album where that song is mm-hmm. and I found so like I could talk for hours. It's where the gems are. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Not every good song is a single and no, that tends to get exactly. forgotten.
0: Album That's, cuts are underrated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: exactly how I got into Home Shake, how I got into uh, Rawayana at the start, actually, mm-hmm. which is like my main influences now, which is pretty crazy. And Delta to sleep too.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely, but yeah, I completely agree. Album cuts, most underrated. There's definitely, like I think the whole idea of like intentionally tracklisting, I feel like you guys all very much integrate that into your music as well Mm -hmm. so it's good to see that like that's not a dying art that's not something that's gone anytime soon it's going to be around for a while
3: that's very relevant with alex's albums both Mm -hmm. of them
0: yeah so kind of moving into some more questions this is going to be a lot more broad but like uh 47 eyes on me has been like a really great especially with like all the new artists and like i kind of want to talk about like what is it like having like a network of these reliable peers to like work alongside even like beyond all three of you just like yeah. Man, this is, you gotta, you guys gotta interview
1: like some of the other artists from 47 Eyes on me because I'm not <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask about that because I'm probably the most independent artist on the record label. Um, in terms of like, I just refuse to <laughs> do it yeah. all myself. That's true. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely very, extremely helpful. I'm sure that most of what I've done would not be possible without that kind of huge foundation. We are we a little revolutionary in here. We share a lot of our money. Um, we have a bank account for um, the record label. It's where empty. We pool things to, like... And we, we share each other's, like, technology. We share um, soundboards and all kinds recording of...
3: Spaces.
1: Yeah, like recording spaces. Wow. Recording spaces. Which... It's, it's... There's so much sharing going on that mm-hmm. it's, like... That's right. It, it exponentially increases, like, what you can do in a certain amount of time. So... That's, that's, I think, the main thing with 47 Eyes on Me. And um, especially with, like, I think, I'm not trying to, like, say, oh, you should be grateful, but, like, yeah. I'm sure it is very nice for, like, the rappers to have instrumentalists at their disposal, and I'm sure it's very uh, good for instrumentalists to have vocalists at their disposal, with, because beyond just, like, artist boundaries, we all help each other out in different small ways. Uh, when it comes to the music production aspect. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the gear part is important because music gear is really expensive and good music gear is insanely expensive. Yeah. yeah. Everyone
1: gets paid equally as well for like every yep.
3: mm-hmm. There's yeah. no hierarchy. It's a team no. of equals, which oh, is really comforting. Great. Yeah. And the decision is
1: like voted on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we talk about everything. <laughs> so,
3: with uh, even down to whenever uh, we're thinking about inviting a new member, like we just had Kata Global yeah. join us. Um, all of us were asked for our input and how we felt about that. No one's opinion was left out. And of course we were more than excited to have him join us, but still that just like something that would feel so obvious. Like, of course we want another talented artist to join the ranks. Like we're still respected in that way, which is great. So you could summarize it pretty easily working with 47. We're blessed. Everyone
2: has an equal spot in there. Yeah. No, like it doesn't matter if you just play one instrument and go to, a show a month, you're still, like, your voice is heard. Um, if you need help, like, it's amazing, when we started standing, then we didn't really, and me really didn't know anyone. We were like, Alex, can you do a second percussion? Um, the other guy, like, the bassist, we got him, Reina. I was like, yo, Reina, can you do a vocal? She was like, yeah, of course. And we just came together like that. There was like, and since it's the same people, it's kind of weird, but at the same time, it's it just functions perfectly. These are my only friends. I know them better than any, like, at this point, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. We're, we're together <laughs> five, six nights out of the week. I mean, yep. we put in... It actually is... Ten hours of rehearsal it. a week. It.
1: It's like... I see yeah. them, like, every day. Yes, yeah. Literally every day. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. We rehearse upwards of ten hours a week. And, I mean, for most bands in our position, that's a huge time commitment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we are... We're splitting that between two bands most of the time, so it doesn't feel like that much, but we spend a lot of time in Issa's garage. That's for sure.
0: Yep. AKA (laughs) the Milky Way. AKA the Milky Milky Way. Way. Almost a year old.
3: That's our safe place.
0: Yeah. Love to see it. That's great. No, like, that's awesome that, like, you guys, especially, like, I never really thought about, like, gear is really that expensive. Like, you can't just be, like, buying it left or right. And it's, like, I didn't know, like, it, it really does go that deep. And even, like, the fact that no one really goes outspoken is, like, 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 trying to basically put aside, like, ego or, like, anything, like, that would be a crux, like, you're putting that aside and, like, accounting for that. That's awesome, I think.
3: Yeah. Ego doesn't have a place with us, you know? If you're talented and you're willing to put in as much work as you're able, then, shoot, you get to meet Walk a Flock of Flame. Exactly. And there's <laughs> artists
2: within the label that are more successful than others, not because they're better, just because that's the nature of it. And that doesn't really change anything either, you know?
3: and that can always change there's always a door open for every single one of us exactly
0: well that's that's great to see that's also a really like healthy mindset going into this industry like emphasizing like creative process rather than like success or like Mm -hmm. anything along those lines that's awesome yeah yeah Yeah, that's it's already a great foundation yeah and so uh kind of moving into like now some like hypotheticals and like some fun stuff uh, if you guys could cal- collaborate with anyone, like like even like high mainstream, most famous person, like who would you want to collaborate with? I know it's like an intimidating question to ask, but like who is like All
3: the right. everyone lean back and, and you put your thinking caps five on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd really like to do something with like a- Animal Collective or something, or um, like a jazz band. I actually want to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the atmospheric element to like that kind of rock, if you tone it down a little bit, remove some of the hardcore elements, and you add j- like like I was saying, like standing on the corner, you add like some saxophone. Um, shout out to our saxophonist, Ian Hughes. Um, it just sounds very good. That's one of the elements that I was like from King Cruel that I'm inspired by. Is that jazz kind of experimental rock fusion is is, is a big thing. So yeah.
2: I think I would like to stand and Dengue to collaborate with L'Imperatrice, which is this uh, French band that I had mentioned. Their layout is really interesting. I'm, I believe these six people and two of them are on keys. They have like each six keys, like crazy instruments, just mogs and synthesizers. And their sound is just so different. And like, that's something that we don't have right now, mainly because we don't have the instruments. Mm-hmm. We don't have yeah. the knowledge on that because synthesizers are such complex instruments. But I think like like doing a mesh between those sounds then and then but at least with these, like it's really funk, upbeat, crazy 80s. Yeah. M- like, yeah. Yeah, that's There's a lot idea. of words to describe it, but I cannot find a single one right now. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Awesome.
2: Just listen to their lives and you'll
0: see what I'm talking about. I need to listen. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm literally putting that out, down on the list for sure. So
3: I don't even know if I need a collab from these people, but to sit down in a room with some of, like, the heavyweights of the producing world, like, to sit down with Mark Ronson or um, Jack Antonoff—oh, I love Jack Antonoff—and um, just hear about what they do on a day-to-day basis or, like, have a writing session with them—oh, my gosh, I feel like that would be life-changing— I could only dream of meeting either of them those would probably be the only two people where i was like jaw on the floor starstruck i can't believe i'm looking at you right now um because they have worked for everyone and been so successful in so many different styles of music and that's something that i appreciate a lot like somebody who has the skill to all right so i'm gonna help produce this cute little robin Thick song that really has no content to it whatsoever um and then simultaneously producing some of lord's like most devastating heartbreaking work just within like a few years um so yeah love those guys really respect what they do i would love to be on that level at some point
0: yeah, that's that's great yeah those are like those guys are like so fluid with like the type of work they'd be doing especially what you just mentioned right mm-hmm. there i think with uh Well, Jack Antonoff, my first exposure to him was uh, Bleachers, Mm -hmm. and so that really blew my mind when I realized, because he was just Bleachers guy to me for, like, the longest time, and I realized... Exactly,
3: that's what it was for me, too.
0: Yeah, and then he was like, oh, actually, he's done production for Claro, and Lord and, like, all these people, and I'm like, wow, like, that's crazy. Yeah, he's just
3: probably one of the coolest people that's ever worked in the music industry. No big deal.
0: (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome that you guys have, like, so many, like, diversified palettes and, like, where you guys would want to take these, like, sounds like further and like to like collaborate I hope this like actually some of these become like realities hopefully <laughs> at some point for sure and then um, now just kind of, we're gonna kind of wrap it up a little bit but the you guys have been on the live performance way for quite a while now so like what have those been like and is there anything you guys have in mind future wise for like the aesthetic or the execution of them that you'd maybe want to incorporate into the future ones?
1: Uh, we play pretty loud um Again, we play a lot, like a, a good share of hardcore songs for most of our sets, um, and a lot of the people that come to our shows—that's like the first exposure they've had to like loud hardcore atmosphere <laughs> stuff, because um, it's a lot of really young people and stuff like that. And uh, taking it all the more further would be, yeah, my pleasure. Honestly, I. <laughs> When I first started, like, making stuff, like, a, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I want to, like, wear all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, like, costumes and stuff. We're about to do that at a Halloween show at uh, School Kids Records in uh, a couple of Fridays from now. Actually, no, it's totally October, October 29th. It's on October
3: 29th. Uh, we're playing
2: a shoe days Halloween show. With Day and Dream, the band that we played with yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend that you go to that show. Yeah. Was,
1: ah.
3: Yes, well, our like, advice is to be there. It was epic. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'll definitely so
1: good. I'll be there. Everyone, <laughs> everyone will be like wearing a costume. It'll be very strange and
2: like, <laughs> really <laughs> fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely uh, I need to get better at like integrating like a lot of technology. Last night was one of the only shows that we've like, played where I had to manage like a computer as well as my my uh, pedal board and everything. So, yeah, but we'll get better at it through time.
0: I yeah, I
2: think our, one of the things that has improved a lot since we played our first show is our stage presence. Because mm. we, so now we, I can say we feel more the music when we're playing. We look really stupid up on stage. We're just <laughs> jumping around and screaming and it's really funny to watch. And <laughs> it's just like, yeah. we're just having fun. Yeah. Maybe. We're just like expressing the music with, with, with how we feel. And not only for Saturnalius, it's he- it's more for Saturnalius or Stananengi as well. And it's really fun when you're playing a song and everyone's jumping to it. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling. And yeah, we'll do
1: very spontaneous stuff sometimes.
2: like Weird changes and... <laughs> yeah.
1: scream <laughs>
2: something. Just go to the shows, yeah. 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 And about that, we have a show this Friday. Yes. You can st- see it on Saturnalius Instagram. Find
1: out about that show. By looking at our social media at Saturnalius6669 on Instagram pretty soon. We will, October 21st, it's a house show. It's free. Donation suggested.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was so calculated. You yes. were so precise yeah. with that. <laughs> if we're talking stage presence, honestly, it feels like our whole dynamic changed when we brought in our bassist, Ethan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ethan is. is um, Ethan... Uh, Alex and I met him also in the same jazz class. That jazz class was monumental for the structure of Saturn <laughs> was Alias Joey for sure. Too? No, oh, I'm okay, okay. nah. That
2: would have been crazy.
3: That would have been crazy if that's how we all met. Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. But no, I was just stuck with Alex. Um,
1: Ethan Dudley goes wild on stage. He, like, he does around and like uh, he might break his
3: neck. He is our stage presence inspiration. It's, like yeah. he really does not care. He what somewhere. else is happening in the room? He that man is going to jump. <laughs>
0: that's awesome yeah yeah
3: um, what was what were we talking about we oh we, the we were okay alright all
0: right. but no like I think like there's the I think like having fun and like going crazy I think like being able to like rile up an audience
1: is like awesome it's I think yeah they're used an underrated part of live performance it's like I don't know I've, I've seen a lot of shows and it's just like why are you even playing if you're not gonna do something exactly yeah you're not gonna like, that you got to do something that you're going to remember, you know? It and is people som- are going to remember.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's something that truly got better as we became more friends with yeah. each other than just coworkers. And, I mean, exactly. that happened pretty fast, but we've been going at this for 10 months now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: almost yeah. a year, actually. For at least for me and Nisa, It was, like, I think at the start of November that... It's going to be a fun day. Guys... We've gone
3: through a lot of change in a year. It's been a lot of... Yeah progress especially in performing yeah. in a year yeah and for me personally i came into the situation with stage fright the reason why i got off stage in the first place uh why i left doing chorus was because i can't stand singing in front of people <laughs>
2: yeah, and now we're playing 3 shows a week <laughs>
3: <laughs> well we are we did play 3 shows yeah. this week we are not playing 3 shows today, every week <laughs>
2: and we got friday no it's in, it's crazy
0: yeah Yeah, come a long way that's awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah. i can't believe it's not it's not even been a year like when you said 10 months i was like oh my gosh i thought you guys are like at this for like a while now. no
3: honestly every time we remember that it's only been months of our lives we're kind of like that's ridiculous i've known you people for way too long
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then just to kind of wrap it up uh last question what do you guys kind of have planned like future album wise project wise what are we like what is the Mm.
1: visions going forward So I finished the last album and I was like, yeah, I'm going to like not write anything for at least a year after this, but that's such cap because (laughs) I already want to like make another project. So I'll probably honestly have one next year. So you can probably look for that uh, at some point within about a year's time. Um, I'm getting the itch. Yeah, I, I don't. I know that I'm definitely. We're probably going to start playing with some, with some some bands that have been playing for a while soon. Um, like Truth Club. Shout out to Truth Club. Mm-hmm. We are planning on maybe doing a show with them at some point next year. Um, they sound. I think they sound very good um, live as well. Um, they're good live performers. So that's really it, though. That, that I've have i have thought of. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Plan for the future.
2: Um, at least for Stan and Dengi, the independent project, we released a single, uh, I think it was March. It's called 101FM. It's not our best work, but it's the best that we had at the time. And since then, we've written like six or seven originals that are very complex and very developed and have seven or eight instruments in them. And so we just have to get recording. It's not been easy because we have shows and we got school and two bands, three now with when we're, we're going to do the set for Waka Faka. But that's our plan right now for Issa and me. And then he's just getting recording, getting in the studio, get all that stuff out. And the quality of work is, has got to be the best that we can ever do because we sound good live, but to translate that into a studio, it takes a lot of work and gear and you know
0: yeah. and skill. That's perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, look forward to seeing more of that. I know you guys like have like a few singles out right now, but look forward to seeing yeah, that.
2: That is, I'm really excited for that. I think people are really going to, because we've played some shows before and people go up to me and they're like, wow, that last original you played, I need that right now. And I get that all the time. And I'm like, I know, bro, I need that too. <laughs> it's just not easy. It's not easy. And for Alex, it's a little bit easier because his, well, we already talked about his process. And we just play the music. It's just in his room eight hours a day. But we need help from keyboards. We need bass. We need sax. We need live drums and, East and me. It's a Segundo lot of music. percussion. Segunda, per- <laughs>
0: Segunda percussion. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Alex's second percussion for a band. And it's just cherry on top. For oh. and dengue. That's
0: good. That's good to hear. Yeah.
3: So yeah, I think the band as a whole has their sights set on 2023. You Sandy Dengue's going to have projects. I guess Alex is going to do another.
2: Godspeed, bro. Single in like two months.
3: Dude, I mean, that's his third project. I couldn't imagine, but honestly, can't wait to play it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and for me, too, uh, I need to graduate. That's what I need to do. <laughs> and then after that, it's going to be focus on music. And I'm hoping by this time next year, I have at least an EP out.
0: All right, that's great. Um, I look forward to all these projects and seeing where you guys go. So I think uh, we're going to wrap it up right now, but this is Sid with WKNC, and I am here today with Saturdays. Luca and Raina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Do you guys want to plug your socials real quick? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Saturnalias6669
1: on Instagram.
2: You can find Stan and Dengue at Stanny Dengue with a Y on Instagram. We got TikTok. We got Spotify. Everywhere.
3: And I'm the star of both of those bands, so I'm tagged (laughs) on both of those accounts. You can find me there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Catch you. See you.